You are listening to The Vet Podcast, presented by veterinarian Dr. Brian Greger from New Zealand. Join us as we discuss pet health issues from around the world. It is New Year's Day and 2020 has already started off in a weird way. I'm recording this podcast from the South Island of New Zealand. Many of you are probably aware of the horrendous bushfires in Australia. Now, although we are some 4,000 kilometres to the east of Australia, we are covered in a huge cloud of smoke, shielding the sun, providing an amazing sunrise this morning, and turning the day into a perpetual twilight. Our thoughts are with our Australian neighbours. Please keep safe. The damage these fires are causing are heartbreaking. I see there has already been three people killed today, a large number of properties destroyed, and a large number of animals, both domestic and native, have perished. Please take care. This story was related to me by one of my colleagues in rural practice. As they say, believe it or not. It was just another normal day in rural practice. A hundred cows to pregnancy test, a constipated dog or two, a cow to calve and a sheep to post-mortem. The day was going well until the post-mortem. The cause of death was established. My colleague went to put the dissected body on the trailer to be taken to be disposed of. Here came the first problem. The trailer was already in use by one of the other veterinarians. No problem. The counter carve was on the way to where the carcass was to be buried, as was the method of disposal at the time. So he would simply take it with him and put it in the pit after he had got the calf out. Next problem. The boot of the car was full with his veterinary gear. No problem. The sheep was freshly dead and didn't smell too much. He would just put it in a bag on the back seat. Off he went to carve the cow. It was a bit of an effort, but finally he got the calf out. The next problem, he was covered in blood from head to toe from the carving. And as he had carved the cow in the middle of a paddock, the nearest water was five minutes away. No problem, he'll get in the car dirty, dump the carcass and then head home for a shower. Off he headed then on a winding shingle road to the offal pit that the clinic used. Coming around a corner, now he wouldn't have been speeding because vets don't speed, but as he came around the corner, he came across a car coming the other way. Swerving, he lost control, went through a fence and rolled the car. Next problem. He was fine as he had a seatbelt on, it was relatively slow speed, and apart from being upside down, he was unharmed. The problem came when the carcass in the back seat, which was now on the roof, tipped out of its bag and, you guessed it, covered him with sheep entrails. Unlike the other events, this was a problem. The driver of the other car ran down to our friend, had one look through the window and saw a man covered in blood from the carving and with what appeared to be his intestines and vital organs hanging out. Panic then set in, off to his car where he rang the police with the grisly observations. 
Meanwhile, our poor vet is still suspended upside down with the blood rushing to his head as he is unable to undo his seatbelt. Finally, the emergency services all arrive. The police, ambulance, fire brigade, two doctors from town and the photographer from the local newspaper. No one thought to ask him if he was alright, but all set about their business of setting him free. Very soon they had him released and were adamant he should be on a stretcher as he must surely have some gruesome injuries. It was with absolute disbelief, and I'm sure great relief, when he stood up, shook the sheep's internal organs off himself and asked if someone could give him a lift home to wash up. You have been listening to The Vet Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, iTunes, Google Play, or bookmark us in your favourite podcast player. To contact us, message through Facebook or email vetpodcast at gmail.com. Music